Enjoy fun adventures as you sail away together and experience the extraordinary marriage you desire. Join us in April 2025 for the Six Pillars at Sea Marriage Getaway. Yes, we are taking Six Pillars cruising and we want you to join us. Get all the details at oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash getaway. Use promo code SHIPSAHOY to get $500 off your registration today. We'll see you there. From San Diego, California, this is a One Extraordinary Marriage show. We're being busy is overdone, romancing is fun, and scheduling sex is taking the guesswork out of wondering when you're going to get some. I'm Tony DeLorenzo, your co-host, along with my beautiful wife, Elisa. From coast to coast and around the world, thank you for joining us. It's time to talk sex, love, and commitment. Give us a call on the Hug Hotline at 858-876-5663. That's 858-876-5663. In today's show, we talk about how the vibrator might be a crutch for your sexual intimacy and what it might look like to consider a different path. And as we start today's show, I want you to think about this quote attributed to John D. Rockefeller. He said, don't be afraid to give up the good to go for the great. Mm-hmm. And that's going to tie in in and around and through today's show. But uh, we start each and every One Extraordinary Marriage show with a hug. And a hug is an opportunity for you to hear from someone else in the one family, someone who's had breakthrough or is experiencing transformation in their marriage. And this week's hug is sponsored by ZipRecruiter. And you can check them out at ZipRecruiter.com slash one. And, you know, question for you, if you're hiring, do you know where to post your job to find the best candidates? With ZipRecruiter, you can post your job to 100 plus job sites with just one click. How easy is that? Mm -hmm. Right. And then their powerful technology is going to efficiently match the right people to your job better than anyone else. You know, it's one of those things that that makes ZipRecruiter different because unlike other job sites, ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on the candidates finding you. It finds them. So instead of looking just for the good, it's going to find the great candidates that you're looking for in your organization. Absolutely. And in fact, 80% of employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through their site within one day. That's definitely going from good to great. So there's no juggling emails or calls to your office. You simply screen, rate, and manage candidates all in one place with ZipRecruiter's easy-to-use dashboard. So find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by businesses of all sizes to find the most qualified job candidates with immediate results. And right now, for listeners to The One Family, our listeners can post jobs on ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash one. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash one. One more time to try it for free, ZipRecruiter.com slash one. So this week's hug comes from a Facebook message that we recently received. And I want to just say, our hugs for you guys out there, if you want to send one in, you can send one to info at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. Just, you know, in your subject line, you may want to just put, hey, uh, podcast hug, show yeah. hug, good enough there. But we also pick them up from iTunes. You know, if you leave a review there, we, we pick them up from there, from Stitcher, from, you know, Facebook message, if you even put a post up. So we grab these from many different areas. So don't hesitate. Whatever place you, you're at, send it. Just let us know. Hey, show hug and mm-hmm. we'll know. So this one says, my husband and I are in our late 20s with two young children, have been married for four years. We love each other, but I could tell we were just going through the daily motions of life. Mm-hmm. After having two kids, I could see how they were first on my priority list and my husband had become lower on the list. I saw how he was always wanting more of me and I would just get frustrated thinking I could never meet his desires. I discovered you in July when I took our boys on a long road trip for a family reunion. My husband couldn't go because of work. 
The night before we were to start our three-day drive home, I came across your podcast and decided to give you give it a less listen, not lesson, listen. Let me tell you, those three days driving home went by so fast. I couldn't stop listening. I started texting my husband about the podcast and started telling him how I couldn't wait to get home to him. Now, being apart for almost two weeks is enough to get me wanting my husband, but having your podcast to listen to the whole way home got me even more excited. It sure will. I could not get our boys to bed fast enough once we got home. LOL. Anyway, fast forward a couple of months. Just since July, I've noticed a huge change in our marriage. Mm. Most of that change has been me. I knew I needed to desire intimacy with my husband more, but I just couldn't get myself to not be tired at the end of the day. Really, all it took was hearing it from another couple and just knowing that I was normal and how I was feeling. Mm-hmm. I feel like everyone needs to listen to this podcast, whether they have a good or a bad marriage. Amen. I love that. I love you guys, man. To hear this, you know, God bless you. You know, three days driving home, listening to the show in the transformation. You know, yeah. what do we always share here on the show at end of every show? What are the action steps you guys can take? And if you're willing to take them and are intentional about them, Things can begin to change and shift and things can get broken off of you and your spouse, you know, and, and we're going to go up and down. If you listen to this show for any amount of time, you know, Lisa and I have over the last seven and a half years gone up and down in our own marriage and yet each and every day we're growing. So we hope that this also impacts you guys as well. Absolutely. And, you know, the topic for this show, as you heard Tony say um, at the beginning, you know, we're talking about, you know, is, is the vibrator a crutch? in your sexual intimacy. And there's been a number of conversations recently with my coaching clients where using a vibrator has come up. And you know, just as a side note, when you have me as your coach, all kinds of things are going to come up. So, yep. you know, the sexual intimacy, it comes out eventually, but the conversations have gone something like this, you know, where the wife will tell me, it seems like I'm only able to have an orgasm when I use a vibrator, you know, it's, it's my guarantee. It's our fallback. Like if, if we're trying things and it's not working or if it's sex is taking too long, or if I just don't even want to be here, I'll either reach for the vibrator or ask him to get it. You know? And, and so, you know, I was sharing this with Tony, just the, this theme has been coming up and, and realized that we need to talk about vibrators and your marriage and your sexual intimacy, because full disclosure, any of you that have been listening to the show for a long time, know that we've done other podcasts on using a vibrator. We have a vibrator on our, which list? 11 must items. 11 must have items for your bedroom. We've, we've even used them for a, a good season of mm-hmm. our marriage. Vibrators were a necessity, I would say, for us to be able to experience the sexual intimacy we desired at that time. Absolutely. And, and you know, so that's where, you know, as I listen to these wives, I can totally relate to where they're at because we've been there ourselves, you know, for a season, like Tony said, it seemed like every time we were having sex, I was like the vibrator was within reach and one of us was reaching for the vibrator. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it was, it wasn't even reaching for it. It was the go-to. There wasn't even a second thought. I mean, the vibrator was coming right to the bedroom and into the bed with us. There was no foreplay that started. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was just like, all right, just get the vibrator. Let's go. And here's the thing, you know, for us, it was, it was quick and convenient, mm-hmm. right? It didn't require us to have to communicate or have to put forth any extra effort. Yeah. I mean, anything, everything that we do now takes time, uh, especially in the emotional intimacy part where the vibrator allowed us not to have to do that. Right. And you know, it allowed me to make sure that I was going to get my orgasm. Mm-hmm. Right. And it, it didn't, matter whether or not Tony was involved in the process. 
in all honesty. I mean, if we had the vibrant, like I was good. And, and so, you know, as I started preparing for this show and as we started talking about this, I realized that it basically replaced Tony because both mentally and physically, because I didn't need him to have an orgasm. I didn't need him to be sexually involved in the, in the process. And, you know, all of a sudden it got me thinking, especially when I start hearing this from a number of couples that when you default to the vibrator instead of your husband, when you use the vibrator to get every orgasm, husbands become kind of unnecessary. You know, and, and when you're telling him to get it, or when you're saying, you know what, I'm just going to use this. Um, he knows he's unnecessary, Mm -hmm. right? He knows that, that you, he's, um, what's the word expendable, right? Because when you use it every single time, what's the point of having him there? Right. And for myself, when I go back to this time period, there was a period using the vibrator that I thought it was fun and enjoyable because for us in those situations, it was really early on in us learning about how to allow Elisa to have an orgasm. So for me, early on, I found it truly exciting and revolutionary because my wife was finally able to have an orgasm prior to sexual intimacy. As it went on though, like Elisa said, I began to feel like, well, what the heck am I even doing here? Like there's, she doesn't even need me here to do this. I was doing it out of more of a, I felt like I was just obligated, right? There was, it was just like, okay, this is what we're going to do. This was well before we had our 19 questions to amazing sex where we would talk about these things about our sexual intimacy. And I just felt like, okay, this is the way she's going to, she's going to be able to have an orgasm. So let's just do it and move on. And here's the thing, wives, when your husband doesn't know, or when your husband knows that you don't need him, it's a massive blow to his ego. And I don't care what you see on TV. I don't care what you hear about, you know, the male ego. I will tell you, having been married for almost 21 years now and having worked with countless husbands, you know, from the coaching perspective, the male ego is very, very fragile, right? And and, and I'm going to say something now. That- and, and I'll say it from a, it's an internal thing. Your husband may never show it outwardly. You may never see it. He may be able to put on a good smile. He may be able mm-hmm. to put up a good front. But inside, internally, he's struggling. Mm-hmm. There's turmoil going on. There are voices saying that he's not good enough, that he'll never be good enough, that he'll never rise to the occasion to get you to have an orgasm if that's something that he so desires and you so desire. Mm-hmm. So you may see your husband as like, oh, this big old macho man. And yet down below, there's some turmoil happening. Well, and what I'm about to say is actually probably going to set a few of you on edge because I'm going to tell you that a vibrator when it's used every single time, when it's the only way that you can experience orgasm, it can be just as detrimental to your marriage as porn, Mm -hmm. right? Because you're using something else, not your husband to create the stimulation right? You're missing out on this powerful way to connect. And, and I know that there are a lot of women who are like devastated around porn, right? Virtually every wife that has ever discovered porn is devastated because her husband is using something else to achieve orgasm. And we receive those emails and we know that because we've been there ourselves. So I'm going to flip it on its side and Mm -hmm. look at it from a different perspective. If the only way ladies that you're having an orgasm 
is by using a vibrator and you're not including your husband in that, I, I'm going to call it the same thing. I, I'm going to challenge you on that because here's the, here's the thing. We're not ever going to get behind these microphones and say that toys you know, are unnecessary, right? We know that they can bring fun and excitement to the bedroom, but toys... We talk about them and have talked about them and have used them. Absolutely. But toys were never meant and are never meant to replace the human connection. And so when that happens, when that human connection has degraded, Mm -hmm. that's when we have to open up our eyes a little bit and perk ourselves up a little bit and go, hold on, is something replacing my spouse? And I'm going to go from the male perspective and my perspective from pornography, looking at pornography and masturbation right? Looking at the pornography, masturbating took away that physical and human connection Elisa and I had. You know, once I got that out of my life, and that's been now almost 14 years now, that all changed how we looked at our sexual intimacy Mm -hmm. and impacted me and how I was able to have sex with Elisa. Same thing happens on the other side, you know, and, and I need you all to hear what I'm about to say next, right? Your spouse is a gift and learning guys for you, learning how to please your wife and what works for her and how to give her an orgasm, like actually learning that that's a gift that you give to her and ladies, wives, allowing your husband to learn how to please you, how to give you an orgasm, showing him, telling him what works. That's also a gift. Here's the tough part, and we know it. How do we talk about it? Mm-hmm. We've never talked about it before. Our parents didn't talk to us about this. Um, maybe you were you were told sex is dirty and gross and nasty all the way through your life, and then you're supposed to flip a switch, and now it's supposed to be this most beautiful thing in the world. You know what? Many of us have been down that road before. Many of us have walked the same thing. What you can do is you'd be able to talk about it again. Open your mouth about it. Don't be shy about it. Don't, but don't hide from it. This is your spouse you're talking to. And I just want to say something about this whole idea of talking about sex and marriage. I did a consultation um, the other day with a husband who, you know, his marriage is crumbling. And one of the things is he's having a, a meeting with his wife who, you know, they're talking around the world, word divorce and stuff. And, and she says to him, we never talked about sex. And he said, Elisa, I was always too scared, right? That fear, guys, that fear on both sides. And I'm not just saying it's a husband having a fear of bringing it up or it's a wife having a fear of bringing it up, but we have got to break off that fear in marriage. We've got to break off these crutches that are keeping the two of you from having connection because, you know, like in our case, we fell back on the toy because I didn't want to take the time to teach or show Tony what worked for me. Right. I, at that point in time, I was still trying to figure it out for myself. And I'm like, you know what? The vibrator works. So let's just do this. And, and there were other times where it was all about efficiency. Like I can just get my orgasm and I can be done. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing. We've done the show, you know, probably within the last two months, I think, you know, orgasm is not necessarily the ultimate goal. Mm-hmm. Right. That was a whole nother show that we did. It's about the connection. And the truth of the matter is, is that ladies, our husbands need the connection with us, too. They don't need to just be, you know, the guy that holds the vibrator if we even let them do that. And I know for some of you, there's such a disconnect in your marriage that you're just like, you know what? I just, I don't even want to have 
the conversation. I don't want to do any, let me just, you know, I'll just take care of myself. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and you weren't designed to do marriage with crutches and by yourself. Right. Right. You were designed to create an extraordinary marriage. You were designed to have an extraordinary marriage without, you know, all of these things that you just have to like prop it up with mm-hmm. all the time. And, and we want to share what you can do about this particular crutch. But before we do that, don't forget about ZipRecruiter that gives you the ability to post your job to 100 plus job sites with just one click. Then using their powerful technology, they efficiently match the right people to your job better than anyone else. Because right now, our listeners can post jobs on ZipRecruiter for free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash one. You know, and as we talk about what's next, because some of you some of you are listening to this show and whether you're a husband or a wife, you're sitting here going, you know what? We need to take a look at what's going on in our bedroom. And I think one thing too is sit back and go, okay, if you are someone who does use a vibrator, mm-hmm. I would even say just real quick, how many times, let's just say in the last month, if you're on the intimacy lifestyle, say you're doing, you're having sex twice a week, um, four, four weeks in a month, we're saying eight times. We'll just say eight, right? For you. Maybe it's six, maybe it's eight, whatever. Over the last month, how many times have you pulled out the vibrator? And so for anybody, I mean, pull out three months, two months, whatever works Mm -hmm. for you, but just think about that because I think that'll help you to go, how much am I really using it? Because we have to have a little bit of a gauge. We have to have a little metric to know because if Elisa and I sit down right now and say, hey, you know what? Over this past month, over the, the last month, we had sex eight times, and you know what? We actually pulled out the vibrator seven of those eight times. Then we really need to have a conversation. If it's we've had it once out of seven or once out of eight times, eh, not really a big deal mm-hmm. to us or to, to me anyways, and probably not to her. And so we're, we're going to go, okay, l- let me just listen in because if it starts creeping up, then I know I need to make some adjustments. If I'm at seven, though, you really need to be listening in right now mm-hmm. because – we'll share with you how we were able to throw away our vibrators mm-hmm. and haven't used them for a long, long, long time. I, I honestly can't remember the last time. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. You know, and, and as you're looking at, like Tony said, you know, is it a seven out of eight? Is it, you know, one out of eight? You know, you've got to be thinking through, are we using this, especially if you're on the higher percentage? And I'm just going to say percentage because your numbers may be different than ours. So right. just higher percentages. You know, do you feel like it's a crutch? Right. If you've got a high percentage, chances are good that you need to answer that question in the affirmative. Is it replacing the connection? Mm -hmm. Right. Is it minimizing the conversation? Are we just not even talking about it? We're just jumping in. Right. Because you've got that means and I'm sorry to interrupt you there, but minimizing the conversation and jumping into it means that we're not doing any romancing. Right. It's just, you know, let's just grab this and go. Right. Right. It's a grab and go. And, you know, we spend a lot of time on the One Extraordinary Marriage Show talking about sex and talking about sexual intimacy and equipping the two of you with different strategies because this is an area, guys, listen to me, this is an area that, that you were designed to be so powerful and to be so extraordinary in, and we want you to have that. But we've, we've got we've to work through stuff, right? And so you've got you've to be truthful with each other. You've got to be truthful with yourself. Mm-hmm. Right. Because you can be like, eh, you know, yeah, maybe it was seven, eight times, but you know what? We're good. And I would challenge you and say, are you, what's going on? Why aren't, why isn't it the physical connection? Why is it, why do you need a device every single time or almost every single time? 
You know, the second thing that you need, you both need to do is to commit to either getting sexual education or giving sexual education. So guys, you need to be committed to getting, receiving the sex ed from your wife and wives, you need to be committed to giving sex ed to your husbands. And you know, guys, I just want you to know real quick. Um, you may not know everything there is to know about giving your wife an orgasm. I'm just gonna float it out there that there may be because her body has changed since you first met her because there might be other stuff going on with her. There might be some different things that you can do now that you didn't know about. Mm -hmm. Let her share that with you. Create a safe space to learn what works for her body. Be willing. Okay. Here's the thing, guys. If you're willing to learn what works for your wife, oh my goodness, that's huge, right? Because it's not all about you. And she doesn't have to make it all about her with her device. It's like, let's have a give and take here. I would say for those of you who are in this space, like you're, you're in this learning, maybe, maybe your spouse has orgasm in the past. Maybe it's not regular. You're, it's still sort of, I want to say fickle because it's sort of up and inconsistent. down. Inconsistent is a better word, I would say. This may be a time that, hey, you're going, Tony and Lisa, well, we got small kids and this and that. Maybe this might be a time for where you just take a, a quarterly getaway. Mm-hmm. Plan a getaway for each other and make that time, time for you guys to just get away first and foremost. Get your heads on straight a little bit. Clear your minds from the day-to-day activity, the stresses of life. And then at that place, use that as a, as a, as a launching pad. Because in that moment, you guys are relaxed probably a little more open to suggestion, you know, not worried about maybe the kid down the hall crying or waking up or knocking on the door, you know, maybe even yourself from a long day at work or being at home with the kids, falling asleep. Mm -hmm. This gives you some time to just hang out in in a room by yourselves, You, you know, sleep in maybe the first day, you know, enjoy it relax a little bit, turn off your dang phones. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't look at the stimulation of other people and what they're doing. Maybe call it, you know, a weekend where you're just not going to pick up your phones, right? Unless it's, a, you know, your babysitter, your mom or dad, whoever needs to chime you because of one of the kiddos. But that might be a starting point. You know, it's one of those things where, where we have to be willing to do something different to get something different in our marriages. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and so wives, what I would say to you on the whole giving of sex ed is be open to sharing with your husband. I will tell you, you have the best sex ed partner, right? Because you actually have a partner we're not in textbooks anymore. Like we were in, you know, sophomore and high school health class, right? You actually have a real live human being. This is the opportunity to, to explore with your bodies, find out what works. Just say, you know, let's just try some things. Right. If it doesn't work, that's not the end of the world. This is kind of like, like an experimental class, mm-hmm. right? Because you're going to find things that work or you're going to find, you know, different times in the month, things that work better or others. Right. But the thing is, is that you have to be willing to try. And, and ladies, let me tell you something. Good girls, they talk to their husbands about sex, right? It's not a taboo subject. It's not something you have to be ashamed of. You're a married wife. You absolutely can talk to your husband about sex. Here's the thing, and I'm going to bring this up because some of you may be struggling to get to this point because my husband did this to me or my wife said that to me or we've been dealing with this for so long. It may be time 
that you guys need to get a third party in there and discuss some of that. Because honestly, when you begin to discuss all of that stuff, the trust issues, you know, the broken agreements, the unforgiveness, the offense, when you start taking away those things, what we're talking about now begins to open up in such a, a huge and in a different stratosphere. Mm-hmm. It really does. Because I think one of the biggest things for Elisa and I over the years that we've learned is that we had to look at those areas in our lives that we offended each other, that we broke trust. We had to dive into those pieces so that this, what we're talking about now, commit to giving or giving sex ed type stuff was really, um, it fell on ears that were fertile and ready to learn. Mm-hmm. So that might be something. If that's you, check out Coaching with Elisa. You can do that at com slash coaching. And the last thing you need to do is you need to make a decision on the role of the vibrator in your marriage. You know, some of you might say, hey, let's just put it down or put it away for a season, right? Let's, let's make a commitment to, to not using this. Or, you know, some of you might be like, you know, we're just quitting this cold turkey. I actually have coaching clients that they decided to quit theirs cold turkey. And it was kind of funny because the wife had shared with me how when her kids were little um, and she felt like they were done with their pacifier, she would go in one night when they'd fallen asleep and the pacifier had popped out of their mouth, taken it. They, she would take the pacifier and throw it away and oops, pacifier, all gone. Garbage man took it. Bye-bye. And so they were in the middle of a session and she's like, that's what I'm going to do. And so right after the session, her husband took the vibrator, took it out to the garbage. The garbage man came the next day and, and that's what they did, right? But whichever way you go, let me be really clear. Give yourself grace for the learning curve that's coming. Right. You're going to. It, there's going to be a learning curve. Some of you might actually experience withdrawal. Some of you wives may get a little cranky pants because it's not so easy because you've been relying on the quick fix of the vibrator. That's where the whole giving sex ed starts to come into place. And you know, sex might feel more cumbersome because he doesn't know what to do. This is where that whole give and take thing. But if there's one piece of, of insight that I can give the two of you is that the two of you are a team and your sexual intimacy isn't just your sexual intimacy and his sexual intimacy or hers and his. It's your together, couple, team, sexual intimacy. And we need to approach it as that, which means the two of you need to work on it together. You don't need any crutches in your marriage. You need to be actively involved in creating your own extraordinary marriage. Yeah. And it's during this time where it's episode 388, should an orgasm be the ultimate goal? And this may be a time where you're going, is the orgasm the ultimate goal? Because really maybe the thing right now is that you're not relying on the vibrator so much to have the orgasm. It's not to say you're not going to have it. It's just that it's going to take you away from that, giving you guys new perspective on what it means to romance each other and learn new ways to allow the foreplay Mm -hmm. to take place in your marriage. Yeah. And so it's, it's a big thing here that we're talking about because again, don't, don't misunderstand where Elise and I are coming from. Vibrators are something that we've used in our own marriage. Mm -hmm. We used them for a long period of time. And I, like we said before, something that we haven't used in a long time. We don't miss it anymore. Are there times when 
Alisa doesn't have an orgasm? Sure. There definitely are. Are there times when she does? Yes. And I will tell you the times that she does have them, how much more involved I'm in that process makes a difference in that connection of us being able to go, wow, this was an amazing time we've had together. I have to say, like I was just thinking about as Tony was talking about that, my orgasms without the vibrator, infinitely better than my orgasms ever were with it. Mm. Something to think about. Yeah. Yeah. So as we close up today, it's, it's a crazy topic, right? Because so many times we'll look at this and we'll hear about vibrators on, on the pleasure, the good side of it. Mm-hmm. And yet sometimes we have to look at the other side. We got to flip the coin and just look at it and take some stock of where we're at. So we hope that for those of you who do use a vibrator, that this gave you just something to think about. For those of you who haven't used a vibrator, hey, for you, it may be something that you're looking at from afar going, is it something I want to address or take on or use? But just know that if it gets to the point where you're using it way too much, then you have this to fall back on and to understand. So this week, go on out there, talk about it. Talk about it. Talk about it. The education part of learning each other's bodies is going to be so key for both of you that it will truly transform your sexual intimacy. And then determine how often do you want to use it and is it worth having in your bedroom at all? So that's up to you guys. We love you guys. We thank you for your continued, gosh, your continued support of the One Extraordinary Marriage Show. Send this to a friend. Send any show to a friend, change their life. You may not know what's going on in their marriage, but by you saying, hey, you know what? There's this awesome show I listen to. It could be an impact in their life and in their marriage that you never not, never knew even possible. So go do that today. Share the show, share any of the shows with them. We love you guys. Have a fantastic week and we'll catch you next week. Love you guys. <laughs>